Again, haven't watched the tape, so it's hard for me. Uh, and even when you ask me on Monday, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, but uh, just full disclosure, I mean, I, we've got to coach these guys. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Northwestern's football podcast. Northwestern had a bye last weekend, which gave all of us a chance to rest up ahead of a big trip to Madison on Saturday. I'm Max Schumann, game day editor at The Daily and your host today. I'm joined by two of our football writers, Max Gelman and Cole Paxton. Guys, how do you spend the bye week? Rest and relaxation. I watched no football all day Saturday to gear up for nine straight weeks of Northwestern games. I also, also classes started, which is a negative. but I also didn't watch any football on Saturday. Um, I enjoyed the break, but it's time to get back to work. All right, so today in the uh, later part of the podcast... We'll be talking about our broader predictions for the upcoming Big Ten season, since Northwestern is getting into conference play this weekend. Um, but first, let's talk about that game on Saturday against Wisconsin. Um, some background on the Badgers. They're ranked number 10 in this week's AP poll, and they're currently 3-0. They're coming off a bye as well, and in their most recent game, they rolled over BYU on the road 40-6. to They've been kind of your classic Wisconsin team in a lot of ways, 275 yards per game on the ground, stifling defense in pretty much every respect. But Alex Hornerbrook, Wisconsin's sophomore starting quarterback, has also been pretty effective, eight touchdowns and one interception so far this season. So guys, let's jump right in. Um, we'll start with the matchup between Northwestern's defense and Wisconsin's offense. Can Northwestern stop Wisconsin? Well, I think... Uh, Northwestern probably likes its matchup against Alex Hornibrook, who, as you mentioned, Max, has been effective, but he uh, has been put in very favorable situations in Wisconsin's uh, three easy non-conference games. The issue for Northwestern is going to be its front seven against Wisconsin's uh, rushing offense. There's no real um, big superstars among Wisconsin's stable of backs. Jonathan Taylor, freshman, leads the way. Averaging over eight yards per carry on over 400 yards and five touchdowns already this season and a big Wisconsin offensive line and a Northwestern defensive front that has uh, struggled against uh, running offenses of many stripes already this season is, I think, pretty big cause for concern for the Wildcats. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything that Cole just said. Um, the, the matchup against Hornerbrook specifically should play out in the Wildcats' favor, given that Northwestern has had uh, very good games against average or below-average quarterbacks, below-average Wisconsin quarterbacks in the past. They don't have a star running back, or like a, a well-known running back, like a Saquon Barkley or whatever, like Penn State does. But um, uh, the rushing defense for Northwestern so far has been really bad without <laughs> Anthony Walker. Uh, I think we looked it up for last week's podcast. They were giving up like 150-something rushing yards per game. I believe that's correct. And most of that came against Duke and Daniel Jones, um, obviously. But it's still one of the Wildcats' biggest weaknesses and one that Wisconsin will probably exploit on Saturday. I'll be interested to see what kind of look Northwestern throws at Wisconsin because I'm also concerned, and I think the biggest concern for this team is its front seven against the run. Um, obviously, Wisconsin poses like a challenge that no, basically no other team in college football does, and that regardless of who's back there, like they're just going to get 
clobbered by a bunch of giant offensive linemen for an entire game. Um, it'll be interesting to me to see how often we see Godwin and Ubuque in the box. They run eight in the box against Wisconsin's defense. I think that might be the only chance they have of slowing down the run attack at all, but that might leave them vulnerable. And I think, I think, I can't say that I've watched a ton of Wisconsin's uh, games this season, but I think it'll be interesting to see how Alex Hornerbrook plays. Um, he was a guy who had shown a lot of promise last year in certain spots and um, has played well so far this year, although obviously not a lot of it has been asked of him. Um, Wisconsin's played in pretty much exclusively easy win non-conference games so far. Um, if Hornerbrook is sharp, though, he could take advantage of a Northwestern team that might have to sell out against the run, and then that would really like put them in a bind because they can't stop everything. If that- <laughs> that would, yeah, that definitely Max puts Northwestern in a very difficult situation if, if Hornerbrook is having a good game because Northwestern's defense is, or its personnel, is uniquely suited for teams that are the complete opposite of Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, Northwestern likes to play the base nickel because it is deeper in the secondary than a linebacker and it's an experienced linebacker. Uh, it is uh, a decent team against uh, spread offenses. Uh, the pass rush has not been great so far, but it's better than the run defense. Those are things that that you don't have to focus on against Wisconsin. And so for a Northwestern team that often plays with five defensive backs, even on first and second down, to have to go potentially to eight in the box uh, could force Paffenstrail and defensive coordinator Mike Hankwitz to get a little creative as far as who's on the field, uh, playing where, and what the scheme looks like. You could also see Northwestern wear down throughout the game, like maybe at the, in the first half or even for early, the early parts of the third quarter, Northwestern might be able to hold up, but then by the end of the game, Wisconsin just breaks them down. I think I'd be very concerned about that if I were a Northwestern fan. This might be one of the worst Northwestern pass rushes we've seen, at least in our time here, me and you, Max, being seniors, but that probably, probably uh, this decade. They definitely do not have a go-to pass rush guy um, and only four sacks in the first three games. It's definitely a concern. I don't know that it'll be like the overriding concern, the big issue for this game against Wisconsin, but it will play a role, I think. Yeah, I think Joe Gaziano might start or is becoming that guy, but he's still, he, he started a lot as a retro freshman last year, got a lot of valuable experience, uh, but it's still isn't to the level of a Dean Lowry or a Deontay Gibson type player yet. Yes, in recent times. All right, let's uh, change to the other side of the ball. I think we're all in agreement that Northwestern is going to give up points to Wisconsin <laughs> of some sizable amount, which means that the offense will have to be on its game. And at least one point. At least one point, or yes. Two, in fact. I, I, will, I think we can all agree that Northwestern will not hold Wisconsin to no points which means that the offense will have to score. And that would be a challenge because Wisconsin's defense so far, obviously coming against easy opponents, but pretty much across the board, has been one of the best defenses in the country. Um, Not a lot of big-name players who you might recognize, but a lot of talent and a lot of well-coached guys that you would expect out of a Wisconsin team. Um, What do you guys think? Will Clayton Thorson and Justin Jackson be able to move the ball at all against Wisconsin's defense? Well, I, I don't think this is going to be all that much about Clayton Thorson and Justin Jackson. I think the Duke game showed us that 
Northwestern more or less goes as its offensive line goes. And even if the offensive line doesn't have a great day, like, say, against Nevada, uh, Clayton Thorson and Justin Jackson are good enough players that they can work through that. Uh, if the offensive line has a Duke-like performance, then uh, it's going to be very, very difficult for Northwestern to move the ball at all, to score uh, really at all. Uh, and I'm concerned about that. I mean, I think Wisconsin's best position group is probably not its defensive line, but it's uh, certainly not a weakness, and it's probably a better defensive front than most Northwestern will see, so I, Max, would not be all that surprised if uh, it was very tough sledding for Northwestern's offense. Kelvin, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about Justin Jackson. Um, Jackson, last time they played in Camp Randall, had 137 rushing yards and a touchdown um, in front of that hostile crowd, throwing snowballs at everyone, <laughs> from the cheerleaders to other fans to the ref at one point. Uh, but last year... Uh, Jackson only had, this was at Ryan Field, they only had 42 rushing yards against Wisconsin. So it's been, it's been very inconsistent based on the matchup from Justin Jackson. Obviously, Wisconsin has faced them now three times, so they have a lot of tape on Jackson, specifically against them and just playing against everyone else. First time Thorson played against Wisconsin, I don't have the number of how many passing yards he threw, but I, it's probably under 150 just because that game was 13-7 and it was boring, except at the end when Wisconsin got three touchdowns overturned. Um, but last year, Thorson had almost 300 passing yards against the Badgers, so th I think that could be a matchup, or that could be something that uh, Northwestern tries to use this weekend. Granted, they don't have Austin Carr like they did last year, um, but you might see, you could see some short out routes to Skoranek or Nagel or Wilson. Or Dickerson, even. I think it'll be interesting to see where Northwestern goes to attack Wisconsin. <clears throat> Wisconsin, in recent years, and again this year, has always had a lot of talent in the linebacking court, um, which means that it gives them a lot of ability to do a lot of different things on defense that could be confusing. If Wisconsin comes with pressure at Thorson, will Thorson be able to hold up? That's what kind of sunk the team in the Duke game. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where things go. I think though there's a chance that Wisconsin just completely short, shuts down Northwestern. I, yes. do, I think there's yeah. no chance of that happening. I, don't, I think there's no chance of Northwestern shutting down Wisconsin. So that makes this a tough proposition. I yeah, think. I think if, if Northwestern is going to win this game as pretty big underdogs, it, it's going to be more in shootout fashion than in... Maybe not necessarily of, a shootout because Wisconsin doesn't. A Wisconsin style shootout. It's not going to be like a 13 7 that we saw a couple years ago. I would disagree with that because I just don't think Northwestern has the offense to win in a shootout against Wisconsin. Wisconsin is bigger, is more physical. They will wear down the defensive line all game. If they end up, if the defense ends up on the field for more than 30 minutes, Wisconsin is going to win that game by at least two touchdowns. I think it's going to be... I just think there are so many ways that it can go wrong for Northwestern. I think it's going to yeah. be a tough ask. Yeah. To look for the There's win. more ways yes. the game can go wrong for Northwestern than it can go wrong for Wisconsin. I tend to agree with that. All right, let's... Uh, this is a perfect segue then. I want to hear your guys' predictions for Saturday's game. Uh, Northwestern is currently a 
point underdog in Vegas. All right. Will they cover that? Will they win? What do you guys think? I think they cover. I'll take Northwestern to cover. Uh, so Cole and Gelman both on the board. Max, you and I talked before we came on about uh, how 14 and a half is, is kind of a big number. I mean, yes, Wisconsin has won games by big margins this season, and Northwestern got flattened at Duke, but more than two touchdowns is uh, is a tough uh, a tough trigger to pull. I am always hesitant to go with the big point spread for teams, especially in conference games where like weird stuff tends to happen. However, I think that there's a very good chance that Wisconsin just, in the second half, runs away from Northwestern in a big way. Literally. I think there's very little chance that Northwestern runs away from Wisconsin, and because of that, I tend to think Wisconsin will actually cover this large spread. Um, But I guess we'll see. So Northwestern heads to Wisconsin this Saturday. Uh, As we said, kickoff is at 11 a.m. The Daily will be there with all the coverage you could possibly want on this huge Big Ten West defining matchup, maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll very possibly. Very possibly. A lot of consequences for the rest of the season. Could have a lot you of consequences. heard it here last. <laughs> it could have a lot of consequences for the rest of the it season. It also might not. If Northwestern you loses this first. game, it, it may not really have that many consequences. Really? For it's the rest all, of the season. Really, it's all on the table. All to play for. It's all on the table. At and, 11 a.m. Uh, at 11 a.m. in Madison, um, the Daily again will be covering that game in force, so keep an eye out for that. Let's uh, pivot now away from the uh, the short term of Saturday's game in Wisconsin pivot. Um, into the Big Ten season. So Northwestern obviously kicks off its conference schedule on Saturday, um, some other teams have already played their first game uh, in the big in their Big Ten uh, schedules, um, but I feel like now is as good a time as any for you guys to make some predictions about what lies ahead in this great football conference. So let's start with our supposed area of expertise, Northwestern football, and particularly it's the team's conference record this season. What have you guys seen, and what do you guys think you're going to see out of Northwestern for the rest of the year? Well, I picked. Uh... Northwestern to be ten and two at the start of the year and to go uh, seven and two in Big Ten play. Then Oops. they went to Duke and lost by <laughs> a uh, a massive amount. I am still somewhat optimistic about the Wildcats. I'll take them now to be six and three in Big Ten play, uh, which is a little bit more a factor of the schedule but you than, losing than anything else. So I think. Wisconsin, of course, a tough ask. Penn State the following week at home. It's going to be a loss. There's not one other particular game I think Northwestern loses. For a time, we thought the trip to Nebraska in early November would be difficult, but Nebraska has looked woeful through its first uh, part of the season. (laughs) They're 1-0 in their Big Ten. They they trailed Rutgers at home in the second half. A win's a win. A win's Uh, a win, folks. They they trailed Oregon by about five (laughs) touchdowns at one point a couple weeks ago. So I just think it's going to be difficult for Northwestern to rattle off seven straight conference games after that, even though they might be a better team than anyone else they'll play. At Maryland, okay, could be tricky. Iowa, you know, will be a tough matchup. But I think uh, 
there's enough talent on this Northwestern team and a program that traditionally plays better as the season wears on, uh, I think are both both positive signs. So you think they can not win seven straight, but win six of seven? I think six of seven is... Including is a six-game winning streak if they lose to Maryland. Yes. Okay. But I also think it's very possible that they could be favored in, say, six of those seven games. What do you what do you peg Northwestern's conference record as? Well, uh, I'm gonna stick with my preseason prediction of five and four. I tempted to lean towards four and five after that uh, really bad Duke loss. I, so I'm I'm gonna stick with five and four. Stick with five and four. I'm gonna say losses to Wisconsin and Penn State are pretty much givens. I don't I don't think that's controversial to predict. And then Fitz may disagree. Well, Fitz will obviously disagree. He, he would he disagree about he everything. Thinks, he thinks they can go one and zero every week. He does, which he's I, never done. Even though they may go <laughs> zero and two this week. Uh, yeah. So the tricky ones after Wisconsin and Penn State for me would be Iowa would be one of them because uh, they look really good in against Penn State. Their defense looked really good, even though they lost at the last second. Um, and then one of Purdue or Minnesota, potentially, could be tricky. Minnesota, you know, obviously P.J. Fleck, got the whole roll of the boat, shtick coming in into the uh, Minneapolis faithful here. They're 3-0 so far. They destroyed Middle Tennessee and Oregon State, but they had a tough time against Buffalo. So Minnesota will probably be the next challenger in the Big Ten West after Northwestern for that second place. I... Unless Iowa can get their stuff together on offense. I predicted that Northwestern would go 6-3 and three in the Big Ten, 8-4 and four overall mm-hmm. at the start of the season. I would, if it were possible, I would want to revise that down by half a win. I think it's between 6-3 and three and 5-4 and four personally. I think there are a lot of games on the schedule that are games that Northwestern could lose, like would be favored in, but could lose, which means that they will lose some of those games, which means that they will probably end up with a few losses out of conference play. I'm taking this Wisconsin game as a surefire loss. Penn State, I feel, is a little bit more vulnerable. Should probably also be a loss. And then teams like Iowa, even Nebraska on the road, you never really know how that's going to go. Minnesota, I think, is dangerous. And Purdue is a very dangerous team now. It turns out they hung in there for three quarters against Michigan, but they just a very overrated Michigan. Well, that's that's a that's to be determined. That is a perfect uh, segue then into our next topic. Just uh, a couple quick hits, guys. Uh, Who do you think will win the East Division and the West Division in the Big Ten? Ohio State and Wisconsin. Uh, For me, I think Penn State is kind of the clear favorite in the East. I think they look better than. Ohio State so far, even with some struggles on Saturday. And Wisconsin may not be quite as good as the rankings show, but head and shoulders above the kind of mediocre field in the West. I agree that Wisconsin is a pretty clear favorite in the West. I thought it was coming into the season, a lot of people hyped Northwestern as a possible like dark horse. Yeah, why did you hate it in the West? Why didn't everyone do that? I never really saw that just because I always felt like Northwestern would have to beat Wisconsin to... Still probably the closest team to being a dark horse in the West. Possibly. I'm interested to see Iowa through the rest of the year. Yeah, they're a bit of a wild card right now. 
because Iowa is one of those teams that you kind of know exactly what kind of style you're going to get, which can be good. Sometimes they have the pieces and they're a dangerous team. Sometimes they don't. It'll be interesting to see. I agree with Gelman that Ohio State, I actually think Ohio State will still win the East. Um, I am not a fan of JT Barrett's work as That's a quarterback. Sure. I, for like He for somehow has been around forever and I feel like has never been that dangerous of a quarterback throwing down the field. However, something about Ohio State's talent and how they've been devalued after a loss to a very good Oklahoma team. A surprisingly good Oklahoma team. I was surprised by how good Oklahoma looked in that early season game. Um, I just think Ohio State has the goods to beat Penn State. I'm assuming that they get Penn State at home this season. I think that's yes, correct. They do. Because they played Penn State on the road last year. Right. Um, I just think that it's going to work out for Ohio State somehow. And that they're, they're kind of off the radar at the moment because of that loss. Yeah, the only, the only surefire loss I see, or the only potential surefire loss I see on this schedule is at Michigan to end the year for Ohio State. They well, play, Michigan's they, kind of a wild card just because right. they're, I think highly, they're highly ranked now. They're unbeaten, right? obviously, but their offense has but I, I don't see flaws. I don't see Ohio State losing to Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, uh, Michigan State, Illinois. Um, but Penn State's schedule is not really any more difficult. Indiana, Northwestern, Michigan State, Rutgers. Well, yeah, they all play, they all play the same team. Right. Neither team plays Wisconsin. So it really, Michigan, it really comes down. Michigan plays Wisconsin in Madison this season, which yes. I think will be a loss for them. Which, in a race where I feel like all those all those teams could end up like seven and one or eight and one at the end of kind the of season. Kind of as we saw last year, where it was very messy with <clears throat> that tiebreakers right. and such. Question for you guys: Hypothetical, does a Big Ten team make the playoff this year? Yes, I think yes. I don't think there's there's a conference that has two head and shoulders teams to get in, and I like the Big Ten's odds as to get one of the four. Will that Big Ten team get steamrolled by Alabama? Very possible. So yeah, (laughs) hundred percent chance that that team will lose to Alabama. You can probably lock in Alabama and Clemson. All right, so we were talking about a potential big but I, I like a one loss Big Ten team over a one loss Pac twelve team or a one loss Big Twelve team. I agree with that. And I don't think you're gonna get four undefeated power conferences. Something teams. something will weird will always happen because this is college football and that's kind of the name of the game. Alright, so we're talking about a hypothetical Big Ten champion, but I'm gonna put you guys on the spot to pick the one true champion of the Big Ten who wins Ohio State. Ohio Penn State, State best players Best team. I like Wisconsin. I think we're gonna see. We're gonna. We're all gonna like Wisconsin after this weekend. I. I don't know why necessarily why I feel that way, but I think this might be the year for them. All right. So we've uh, we've prognosticated uh, thoroughly now. That's a big word. We've made our predictions uh, for Saturday's game and also for the future. Uh, We've looked into our crystal ball a little bit, and that's all the time we have for today. So, for Max Gelman and Cole Paxton, I'm Max Schumann. Thanks, guys, for coming on the podcast. Be sure to check out our coverage of Northwestern football, including our great uh, coverage of this Saturday's matchup in Madison at dailynorthwestern.com. And follow us at dailynu underscore sports for live updates from games and press conferences. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about it. 
we love doing it and we hope that you enjoy it as well. Um, and also be sure to subscribe to The Daily on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud so that you can get every episode directly on your favorite devices without having to think about it. Um, so again, for my friends, Max Gelman and Cole Paxson, uh, we'll be back next week and see you then. Yeah. All right, well, let's get home safe.